CCO Nation, do not adjust your listening device. This is Commander Cookout Podcast with Brando and Stunt Ryan after dark. Hey, this is the Commander Cookout Podcast, episode 107. I'm Brando, I'm here with Ryan, today we're going to kick off the arc of the lovable losers with the mother of Autumn Deck. Now hit our theme song! Hey Ryan, we're back for yet another whirlwind adventure. How you doing? Good. What's going down? Whole ton is going down. We got a new deck to give away. We've got a new arc to start. We got some new patrons to thank for being here. And it is a beautiful day in Saskatchewan. First day without any periods of being below minus 30 in the last four weeks. Oh, yeah. I actually went outside and pushed my kid down the hill in my yard. Like the only hill in Saskatchewan. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I didn't know, but... Like the wind, because it's been so windy, because it's been so goddamn cold, and then the weather changed, so the wind rolls in and blows in the warm air, made that nice little crust over the whole snow. Yeah. So he just flew, and he went all the way down into the ditch where there was no crust and just bogged right down up to his neck. Nice. (laughs) And he was stuck. (laughs) And then you left him there. (laughs) Yeah, he's still there. (laughs) Because it's warm enough that he won't freeze. Yeah. No, Rebecca went and got him. Oh. Uh, Correction. Correction. You said Mother of Autumn uh, on yeah. on the intro. That is what I said, yep. This is Daughter of Autumn. You ever looked at this card, Ryan? <laughs> yes. That She ain't nobody's daughter. She's way, <laughs> nope. She is so old. <laughs> she is the oldest daughter. She is the homeliest daughter. Nobody claims her. She is her own thing. She's Mother of Autumn. She's, she could be that she's old. She's like Wolf Girl from Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark. Ah, <laughs> oh, that would be a totally sick ass altar. When I might actually build this deck. No, you won't. Will you? No. I don't know. Give her a read, and then we'll talk about a whole bunch of different stuff. Okay, Daughter of Autumn is a three four for green green two. A two four. What I say? A three four. Well, <laughs> wow. Well, whatever. It's a two. It's a four. She costs four. Two of those are green, and then she has. White, redirect to Daughter of Autumn, one damage dealt to any white creature? Yeah, that is what that says. Now, why are we building this garbage? Because this is the Ark of the Lovable Losers. Now, how do you qualify to be on the Ark of the Lovable Losers, Ryan? Well, patron suggestion, we brew classic CCO deck lists using EDHREC.com that have commandies, with less than a hundred lists. Oh shit! How many lists you think Daughter of Autumn got? Well, I know. The, the, <laughs> the, the answer is eight. <laughs> <laughs> and as hilarious as that is, I want to point out because I like to toot our own horn. She is not the card that had the fewest lists we've ever done. Yeah, that's right. We we've, did. We've, we've done ones that have like none. Yeah, we did an episode where we picked three that had zero builds, and we did quick primers on each one of them. Yeah, I don't think that those exist anymore. EDH Direct's too popular. Yeah, it's too big. So we managed to get in before the trend really took off of building janky crap like this. But we've returned to our roots, damn it. Yeah. um, On patron suggestion, I just want to mention real quick before you do the social media coordinates that uh, we had a really good time doing the CCO pre-show. Oh, yeah. And we did do that. And that is for our $5 and up patrons. They are welcome to join the show prior to the show. Yeah. And come along with us on Mondays. For us, it was a Wednesday. Usually it's a Saturday. Sometimes it's a Sunday. But for all you in CCO Nation, it's a Monday. 
Yeah. And if that makes your Mondays any less shitty, well, that's the least we could do. <laughs> and if you're not a patron, uh, you can still see the pre-show or most of it as we're going to kind of pick a little best of, maybe make a clips montage that we'll release later on so everybody can check it out. Very much so. I was having trouble dropping the tripod and with a tangled up wire. The worst. So we're, we're tragically bad at this. That is the kind of thing that would get cut out and not mixed into the highlight reel for the pre-show of... Arc of lovable losers. Although it would make us more, well, more losers anyway. I don't know if we <laughs> yeah, appear more lovable. Yeah. These guys are inept at everything. What oh, the hell? Man, you know what? Speaking of losers, wait until everybody hears the deck giveaway we got going for this arc. Should we do it after social media coordinates? 100%. We are CCO Podcast and CCO Brando on Twitter and tappedout.net. That's where you can see this week's list, last week's list, next week's list, and any other list that we're going to talk about throughout the course of the show. We're commandercookout at gmail.com. That's where you can send us love mail hate mail show suggestions commanders with less than 100 builds you'd like to see us build for this arc but no nudes i kind of got nudes it turned out to be like two bald guys with their heads really close together but i thought it was butt cheeks i'm still curious as to how that picture came into existence you can also find us wherever you find better podcasts that's itunes spotify podomatic.com Google Play, Podbean, all those places. You can also find us on YouTube, Patreon, Facebook, edhrec.com, flipsidegaming.com, or you can use special CCO promo code CCOFU to get 10% off your entire order store-wide. And if you missed any part of that or want to read it for yourself, you can go over to the official, official home of Commander Cookout Podcast on the entire internet, commandercookout.com. That's it. That is it. You know, I think just because we're supposed to say it and we never do, Go and leave us a review on iTunes and five-star rating. Uh, Is that a thing? It's a thing, and apparently it very much helps the sites that have our podcast. It, like, orders them according to how many five-star ratings and how many, like, good reviews and thumbs up and subscribers. And all those things are on algorithms. And when somebody types in, like, Commander Podcast... Maybe Commander Cookout will come up if you give us a five-star review. Well, that's kind of neat. For, for the next person, because you already know who we are and you are subscribed to us. <laughs> and we appreciate it. But writing those reviews, giving those thumbs up, could be a way that you could be entered to win our super exciting ARC giveaway of a deck. Excellent segue. Thank you. We got a deck giveaway with every single ARC. That was one of our goals for giving back. And this one... I think it's going to be awesome because you know what? We did not build it. What? We did. If we didn't build it, Ryan, we're not giving away a pre-con, are we? We are not giving away a pre-con, though I do have one in my closet still for maybe next arc. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Last week you'd mentioned a CCOCO, Commander Cookout Crossover. That's right. I did, I did say that. We are crossing over with, for this arc's deck giveaway, your boys, fellow Canadians... Commander's Brew. Andy and Sean have graciously built a deck for one of their own shows. And what? And we are giving it away. And I very much like it because it's very CCO. Yes, Commander's Brew. Those were the guys that we met in Vegas and you scumbagged them and won the Rifty for Scumbag of the Century for scumballing, I think, Sean Tavares out of our Traxable game, right? That is exactly right. That's exactly how I remember it. What? 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 Stunt Ryan? Stunt Ryan coming at you. What are you doing here? My voice is even more manly than Ryan's. It kind of is. I have a cold. 
You have a preposterous amount of testosterone in your voice. I'm super jacked right now. Preposterous. I'm shaving as we speak. Uh, so while she shaves her beard off, uh, I will explain. Commander's Brew generously donated, not donated, but they built us a deck that we're going to give away to all you guys. You can check out one of their episodes over on their YouTube channel. Uh, give them a big F you from your boys at CCO Nation. I'm super manly. <laughs> I don't know. I think I said that already. Yes, you did, in fact, say that you were super manly, but uh, I'm okay with that, you know, because no matter... You just cut that. No, no matter how much beard you have, I still love you. So now I'm going to throw it back to Ryan and myself, and uh, we're going to continue the show. Thanks for joining us again, Stunt Ryan. Bye-bye. Those guys built us a deck? Yeah, that's awesome. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Canadians are very forgiving, aren't we? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> okay, so peep this. Wow. Alesha, who smiles at death, but it's an artifact recursion deck. So when she attacks, you pay Orzov, Orzov hybrid, and you get to bring a creature back with power two or less tapped and attacking. You yeah. bring an artifact back that gets you different artifacts so you can bring other artifacts back. It's so CCO. Cool. And you can listen all about that deck on Commander's Brew episode 162. 162. 162. I'll have a link to commandersbrew.com and the list on their tapped out page for everybody to go look. That sounds like an amazing prize, Ryan. How, how, how do people win? This is how you do it. You can, of course, follow Commander Cookout on Facebook. You can share any of our Facebook posts of the deck giveaway, as per usual, right? All the usual ways that you would enter to win our, our, our stuff. Yep. Including a comment on one of our YouTube videos or a subscription to our YouTube channel. Or a gentle, soft, sweet caress of the like button. Whoa. Right before you take a shit on its mom. So you thought I was going to say something nice. Not me and that like button? No. We will never be friends, like button. We will never be friends. So, <laughs> that went to a dark place. Boom entries what what do you think i think it's going to be super fun i think it's gonna be great we're going to run down that again later on in the show probably nearer to the end possibly during final thoughts of the day you never know moving on to shout outs is what we usually do next Ooh, yeah we got two patron shout outs Ooh, shout out number one big thank you to new patron adam mitchell adam mitchell. funny nickname hmm okay okay we got this mitch oh Kind of rhymes with Gitchell, but Gitchell isn't a name, but Gitch is, so we can call him <laughs> Gitchface. Do people know what Gitch is, or is that just like a thing that you know what that is? Everybody knows that Gitch means underpants, underpants. and underpants is underwear. <laughs> and I don't know any. I don't You're know. You're like an eighty-year-old guy. Underpants. <laughs> what else am I supposed to call them? Knickers, bloomers. You are skivvies. only. You are aging more and more and more with every word. <laughs> You just got, you went from being 80 to 100 to 180 to 300. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Mitchell, uh, uh, no, Adam Mitchell. Mitchell, Adam Gitchface. Adam Gitchface. Got it. Welcome aboard, dude. <laughs> we got there. <laughs> Next shout out. And big thank you to new patron, Cam Mowit. Cam Mowit. Cam Mowit. Cam Mowit. Cam Mowit. Let's never do that again. Yeah, no, we, were, we actually were pretty good. I think that was 
if this podcast thing ever doesn't work out, we could totally just start an acapella group and we can... I'm going to jump out the window. (laughs) (laughs) See you later. (laughs) Big thank you to all of the patrons, not just Gitchface and Cam Moet. I like that a lot. Yeah, big thank you to everybody. We don't get to sing songs very often. So for those of you that are still here... Should we uh, talk about a deck? <laughs> yeah, let's uh, let's talk about Daughter of Autumn one more time. Give her the I'll give her the once over. Okay, so she's a two four for four. You pay a white. You can redirect from a white creature damage to Daughter of Autumn. So I guess you could technically take damage off of your opponent's creatures too, if you were so inclined. Yeah, use her as a political card. Sure. I can think of. Like, no situations where you'd ever really want to do that, but maybe. They exist. So here's here's what I'm going to say, the overview before we start. The deck is a little bit pillow forty. It doesn't have a profound wind condition. It's not an aggro deck. It's not really controly, and it's not a combo deck. It's got only six instances of card draw, along with three instances of recursion, like getting stuff back onto the battlefield. Okay. Graveyard getter backers, as we call them. That's right. It's got a little bit of removal, a little bit of mass removal, and a little bit of ramp. Now, you don't need a whole ton of ramp because a lot of what keeps you alive is your low CMC creatures blocking, and then you've got a lot of stuff to make them indestructible. So the average CMC of the deck is like 2.7. It's too low. It's too low. I don't know. Doesn't sound casual enough to me, Ryan. There's a, there's a combo in here, isn't there? There's not? There's a dirtbag Celestia combo in there. I'm gonna find it. There's no and there, and there's no autochthon worm. Okay, now I'm actually disappointed. I really <laughs> thought this would be a autochthon worm. <laughs> Should we do some creech? Let's do some creech. Now we always do these alphabetically. Today we're gonna do them in reverse alphabetical order. What? And we're gonna start with Wall of Glare. This is actually a good one to start with. Cool. It's gonna outline um, what we want to do. Okay, so Wall of Glare zero five for two. It can't attack because it's a wall. Whatever. It can block any number of creatures each combat. Neat. Yeah. Got cool art on it, too. How about SRAM Senior Artificer? Okay. Edificer, sorry. 2-2 two, two for 2. Whenever you cast an aura, equipment, or vehicle spell, draw a card. Interesting. Are there a bunch of those? There are some number of things that are like that. And here's the thing that I figure should just be the captain of the deck based on what you're trying to do. Rune Tail, Kitsune Ascendant. You shut up. Then it would be your stupid deck. Right? This is way better. <laughs> okay, so he's a 2-2 two, two for 3. If you have 30 or more life, you flip him. When he flips, prevent all damage that would be dealt to creatures you control. That's all damage and any kind of damage. You'll also notice that you can hold that one in your hand anyway and still see clearly what it is. You know... None of this sideways bullshit. N- you're 100% wrong because... the. Like, no, no, no. at least the sideways cards are both the same way. When you have one of these stupid Kamigawa flip cards in your hand, one of them's upside stupid down. We don't need to know what that one is yet. That was an adventure every time you play it. <laughs> I don't think that that is strategically advantageous to do that. Totally is. How a restoration specialist. This one. It's 2 1 for 2. You pay white. Sack Restoration Specialist, return up to one target artifact card and up to one target enchantment card from your graveyard to your hand. That's pretty good. Yeah, you just get it back. So you block with it, and it just eats a bag of dicks. You don't care. And then you like you soak up the damage, and you sacrifice, and then you get two things. Dig it. Yeah. Oh, Palace Guard. Yeah. It's a 1-4, can block 
any number of Creech. How about Necropolis? Yeah, this one is from the dark. I like the picture on it and that it's from the dark. So it's a zero one wall for five. So that's how you know it's from the dark. Because it costs five and it's a zero one. Yes. You can pay zero <laughs> and take a creature in your graveyard and remove it from the game. Okay, exile a creature in your graveyard. Put X zero one counters on Necropolis where X is that creature's casting cost. So once your guy just dies, you just exile him and your Necropolis gets bigger. It's not terrible. Just for free. I thought the fact that it costs five. You, well, after you pay five, it's free. <laughs> yeah, there's a qualifier there. Things that cost less than five, Mother of Runes. Here's our first real card. Here's our first real card. Like 14 cards in. All right. It's a 1-1 one, one for one. You tap it to give target creature protection from the color of your choice until end of turn. That is a legit good real card. Dece. How about Knight of the White Orchid? It's kind of a real card. It's white-white for a 2-2 first striker. When it enters the battlefield and an opponent controls more lands than you, you can search for a planes card and put it onto the battlefield, then shuffle your library. You know what I never got up with this card? It's a guy with no head riding a giant lion. He's just got big shoulder pads. He's got a head in there. It's just kind of hidden like um, like, a, uh, like a linebacker from the 70s. All right, I'll, I'll buy that. How about Karametra, God of Harvests? Ooh, indestructible 6-7 for 5. Devotion to seven white green, or else it's not a creature. Whenever you cast a creature, you can search your library for a forest or a plains, put it onto the battlefield, tap, then shuffle your library. Uh, that acts as ramp after you've already hit five mana. Dig it. Iron Fist Crusher. That sounds like a red card. And he's not crushing somebody with his fists. He clearly has a club. Uh, or like a cat of nine. No, like no, a like a ball and chain. It's a maul or a flail. A flail. That's what he's got. Yeah, yeah. Anyways, he's a 2-4 for five. He's got morph for white three. You can play him as a face down 2-2 two, two for three generic mana. You can turn him up anytime for his morph cost of four. When you turn him up, he can block any number of creatures. Also, when you play him for five, you can block any number of creatures. Yeah, if you want to surprise somebody with the only morph card in your deck... Or you could just surprise them and play hundred-handed one. Yeah, we. This is turning into one of our favorite ones. Hey. Yeah, we like this guy. He is a three-five for four with Vidge, and he's got Monstrosity three. So when you pay the Monstrosity cost of white, white, white three, he gets plus three, plus three, and as long as he's monstrous, he can block ninety-nine additional creatures. I want to play a game where somebody has one of these, and I still kill them with creatures. That'd be awesome. But it's attacking around him because I have so many dudes. So let's just say that he can block any number of creatures. For most cases. Let's just say that, yeah. What would we say about Heliod's Pilgrim? This is a tutor. I think it's good, but it's hurting the spice formula. Like, do I just cut it? Probably. What's the tutor for? I'll, ju I'll, just, I'll just read the whole thing. It's a it's a one, two for three. Search your library for an aura card. Put it into your hand. That's when you enter the battlefield. And yeah, she sucks. Get rid of her. She's good. We got good auras. How about Guardian of the Gateless? This this is a cool name. It's a 3-3 three, three angel for five. Flies. Can block any number of creatures. Whenever it blocks, it gets plus one, plus one until end of turn for each creature it's blocking. So it can block infinite one ones. Yeah. That's pretty cool. I like that. Or like it can it can block a whole bunch of stuff. Those conspiracy cards, they have, they have some good stuff in there, hey? Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah. How about a Myria Shepherd? That's a seven drop angel that flies. It's a four four. Landfall, when you play a forest, 
get a creature from your graveyard to your hand. When you play a planes, get a creature from your graveyard to play. That's pretty cool. That is a mighty card. It costs seven, though. Like, it, whatever. How about Benelish Marshall? Ooh, this guy was, like, from a board game or something? I think I've seen the board game at places. I have never played it, clearly. Yeah, anyways, he's a 3-3 three, three for white, white, white. Other creatures you control get plus one, plus one. It's all right. Yeah, we've got actually a lot of anthems when we get to the enchantment section. You will see. All right, last creature, Angel of Jubilation. Another angel. Ooh. Not angel tribal, daughter of autumn tribal. God damn it. Old white lady tribal. <laughs> Wicked Witch of the West tribal. She's a 3-3, three, three, white, 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 one, flying angel. Other non-black creatures you control get plus one, plus one. A little bit of a non-bow with Daughter of Autumn. And players can't pay life or sacrifice creatures to cast spells or activate abilities. So that stops stuff, but it's it's kind of corner case. I'm playing it because it's an anthem and it's a flying angel. Why don't you play uh, Krovax? The, the, white, the white one? Yeah. White Krovax. Is he an angel? No. I could play him. He's an anthem, and he minuses not white creatures. So I mean, Daughter of Autumn would get smaller, but non-bow. It also it it also blocks infinite one ones. Does it? Well, oh yeah, because they, they all die. Yeah, because they come <laughs> yeah. to play and eat shit. Yeah, as long as it blocks infinite one ones that aren't white. All right, let's talk some instants. You want to do these ones backwards too? Sure. Let's just do everything from behind. I like. That's what I say to my <laughs> wife, but it's just like it doesn't work. Don't Google that. First green card that isn't uh, Mother of Autumn. Yeah, I'm going to say Mother of Autumn. <laughs> Withstand Death, which is something Mother of Autumn has been doing for generations. <laughs> this is, okay, we're doing instants. Okay. It's green for an instant. Target creature is indestructible until end of turn. Full stop. That's fair enough. How about Unbreakable Formation? Yeah, new one. New one. Creatures you control gain indestructible until the turn and addendum. If you cast this spell during a main phase, you put a plus one, plus one counter on each of those creatures. And they gain vigilance until end of turn. It's not too bad. Yeah, it's actually it's actually good because like they can just like you can attack with them and then you can still block with them after. Then we play Swords and Path, because we're playing white. Yep. Then we got Holy Day. And Fog. And Fog. And those are just due to the pillow 40 nature of the deck to get you into the late game if you don't want to block or you actually had an opportunity like a favorable opportunity to attack you just fog and just ruin somebody's day would you ever play the uh buyback fog instead of fog it was in here but it's like eight bucks and i was thinking about running a it's called constant mists you sack a land to buy it back yeah um i was thinking about it and i wanted to run a sack a land sub theme but I didn't want it to feel too much like my lands deck. So, especially because I was thinking about building this. Fair enough. Uh, Condemn. It's kind of like Swords and Path. It, it eliminates an attacking creature and they gain some life. A Johnny's Presence. This one is a one casting cost white card. Any number of target creatures get plus one, plus one and gain indestructible until end of turn. But you have to pay after the first one. It's got Strive, so you got to pay white two to target something after. I've never liked how those are worded. I understand that they make sense and everything, but I just I just don't like how they're worded. Yeah, they didn't maybe they didn't want to use like kicker, multi kick or whatever, right? Yeah, it's like we have or to come overload up with, or yeah, we have to come up with something new, so we're gonna call this stuff. Ah. Yeah, mostly like mostly if you have something that's gonna die, you're just gonna make it indestructible or you're gonna redirect a bunch of damage to Mother of Autumn and then just make her indestructible. 
that's it's kind of what we're aiming to do there with those cards. Sorceries, open the armory. Search your library for an aura or an equipment card. Put it into your hand. It costs two mana. He's also using an old door and like a meat cleaver with a railroad spike on it as a weapon. That guy's ready to go. That guy is ready to ball. Would he ball his way through a mass calcify? Yes, destroy all non-white creature. That's seven mana, though. One-sided wrath, man. They always cost lots. Yeah. Yeah. Anything and that says wreck your opponent's whole life, it costs seven. Yeah, and I'm only playing one non-white creature, right, with Daughter of Autumn. Who? Mother of Autumn. Right. <laughs> How about Fumigate? Destroy all creatures for five mana. Gain one life for each creature destroyed this way. I'm really starting to like that card. I like that it's an ornithopter just flying around farting on little gremlin guys. That's awesome. Yeah. That's 100% what that is. 100%. There's nothing you can say or do that would convince me that's not what's happening in that picture. How about Austere Command? Oh, yeah. Six mana. Choose two. Destroy all artifacts. Destroy all enchantments. Destroy all creatures with converted mana cost three or less or with four or more. So you can get everything or something else or something else or something else. So that's good. So that's all all designed those three cards to control the board. What set is this? Nobody can see what I'm pointing at. It's a kind of a circle with like a Y in it. I have a couple of cards that are like that and they're foil and I don't know where they came from. And I really want to know. That would be Iconic Masters. Really? I'm pretty sure. Okay. I'll buy it. I'll, I'll buy it. All right. Enchantments? Yeah, we have a slurry of them. And we're going to start with a card that I think you're coming around to believing is good. Also won me a game last night, Smothering Tithe. Yeah, you know what? I know everybody thinks this card is super good, and I am coming around on it because I do I do think it's good, but it needs to go in the kind of deck that is going to make it good. You can't just put it in a deck and expect it to be good, especially not like an aggro Boros type deck. I don't think it's good there. No. I think it's good in a control pillow forty type thing. Yeah. And that's what this is. Or my Mardu Enchantress list, which is... That might playing. be okay because it's A, an Enchantress list, and I think its aim is to take the game into the wee hours of the night. As it did. And when everybody's drawing lots of cards because they're taking lots of turns, it's going to make you a lot of mana. Yeah. Okay. Four drop. Whenever an opponent draws a card, they can pay two. If they don't, you get a treasure token that you can sack for a mana. So it makes you a ton of mana when people are drawing lots of cards. Yippers. Yeah. How about Shielded by Faith? Okay, so the, okay, here we go. This is, we're starting to get into the Mother of Autumn stuff here. Okay, so White, White, One, Enchant Creature. Enchanted Creature is indestructible. When a creature enters the battlefield, you may attach Shielded by Faith to that creature. That's pretty cool. So, yeah, like you can have it attached to Mother of Autumn, then play something like like a Anthem Creature, like that three three guy, and attach it to him. Swing in with a bunch of other things, including Daughter of Autumn. Redirect a bunch of damage to her so your other attackers live. Daughter of Autumn dies. Cast her again from your command zone, and then re-equip Shielded by or reattach Shielded by Faith to Daughter of Autumn. That's pretty cool. It's kind of just like a cyclical thing that you can keep doing. Dig it. How about is that Sand Skin? Sand Skin or Sandal Skin? Sand Skin. Sand Skin. I don't know if they can make references to skin anymore in Magic these days. Probably not. The hell's it do? Oh baby, three mana. Prevent all combat damage that will be dealt to and dealt by enchanted creature. Sure. So when you redirect two daughter of autumn damage from a white creature that happens to be combat damage, it's still combat damage when it hits daughter of autumn. Yeah. So then it's just prevented. So your guys just don't take damage as long as you have white mana to play. And with something like smothering tithe in the late game, you have said white mana. Dig it. Coming out of your mouth in the form of coins. (laughs) 
How about Marshall's Anthem? That's a graveyard getter backer for multi-kick and an Anthem. For four mana, you multi-kick it for two, you can get a guy back. Like as many times as you have, you can pay two. It's pretty good. Invincibility. Wait, inviolability? Invulnerability? Invulnerability? I'm going to say invulnerability. I don't even care. Inviolability? Whatever it is, whatever it says, we can't read it because it's white text on a white background. Thanks, Marcadian Masks <laughs> and Old Border. F you, Evan. It's two drop enchantment, enchants a creature, prevent all damage that will be dealt to enchanted creature. It's awesome. How about indestructibility? Four mana. Enchanted creature has indestructible. Nice. You know yeah, what I wish about it. the you know what I wish about the art on this card? I wish the guy didn't have that little shield over his head. I just wanted to be standing on that little patch of earth in the middle of a smoking crater, just like looking around, like what what? <laughs> you, just, you, just, you just take a shot at me? That'd be fun. Uh honor of the pure. Two drop, all cre- all white creatures get plus one plus one. Your white creatures. High ground. Each creature you control can block an additional creature. So any of the ones that can't block any number can block more now. Heart of Light. Three drop enchant creature. Prevent all damage that would be dealt to and dealt by enchanted creature. You know what? I got to say too, these are actually good if you want to, they're sort of um, like pacifism effects. You can also, yeah, turn off your opponent's big creatures with yeah, them. Yeah, like Blightsteel. Uh, Heart of Light. Eat a bag. Yeah. Right? How about Grasp of Fate? This guy is like 15 bucks, hey? Why? Yeah. Uh, you see EDH play? <laughs> it's from uh, Commander 15. That's the only time it's ever been printed. There it is white, white, one. When it enters the battlefield for each opponent, exile up to one target non-land permanent that player controls until Grasp of Fate leaves the battlefield. O-ring. It's like O-ring, but for every opponent. Okay. What's Glorious Anthem? That is the namesake Anthem card. It gives all your creatures plus one, plus one. What's Gift of Immortality? Three drop again. Heavy on the three drops, eh? Yeah. When enchanted creature dies, it's an enchant creature, return it to the battlefield under its owner's control, and then you return Gift of Immortality to the battlefield attached to that creature at the beginning of the next end step. So you redirect to Daughter of Autumn a bunch of damage, it dies, you get it back, then you get Gift of Immortality back. That's pretty cool. Or any blocker. Like, it doesn't have to be Daughter of Autumn. It could be like... You could be like, Alpha Strike, and I'll just go 100-handed one, block all your guys, then it dies, then I get it back. How about Ghostly Possession? Enchanted Creature has Flying, and you prevent all combat damage that would be dealt to and dealt by Enchanted Creature. Also makes the creature a more efficient blocker, because it can fly. Yeah, and it just like blocks all day. What Entangler. (laughs) Is the thing that person's holding the Entangler? It must be. Because it can't be the person or this would be a creature. Uh, so that means that that weird rake that, that, that she's holding is the entangler. Yeah, entangle. That, that means it's an artifact and not an enchantment. Maybe it's an ethereal rake. Maybe she's pretending to rake leaves. Sure. Enchanted creature can block any number of creatures. Elendombra. Two mana. Enchanted creature gets plus zero, plus four. So that's great when we can block lots, right? And totem armor. If the creature would die, you just like... Remove the Eland Umbra, and the creature lives. So it gives it, like, extra life. Dictate of Heliod, or Dictaste of Heliod, as we say. Yeah, that's an anthem with flash. Five mana, creatures you control get plus two, plus two. How about Crusade? White creatures get plus two, plus two. All of them. Yeah, it's okay. Brave the Sands. All my creatures for two mana have Vigilance. So I can attack and block now. You're starting to see that I can attack profitably and still block profitably. It's important. And I have a lot of, like... 
big dudes that never die. Just wait, there's more. Brave the Sands also says, each creature I control can block an additional creature. Nice. Yeah. How about always watching? That's a three mana enchantment. And non-token creatures I control get plus one, plus one, and have vigilance. That's pretty cool, too. That's an anthem. I like it. That enables blocking. It's good. I'm just going to do nothing and drink beer the whole time. Why aren't you playing Beastmaster's Ascension? Shut up. All right. Artifacts. We're going to do them going reverse ways, too. we got a Swiftfoot Boots. Equip creature has Hexproof and Haste, and it equips for one. Spider Silk Net. Yeah. Okay, remember we're playing that SRAM Senior Edificer? Yes. This card costs zero, and we've got a couple of them. So this gives Equip Creature plus zero plus two and Reach. It equips for two. Now, the lady on the card is throwing a net at a dragon. You know what's going to happen to her? <laughs> she's going to go for her, like She's going to look like she's water skiing through the air. She is going to be a piece of shit in like six hours because the dragon's going to eat her and then just leave her on the side of the road somewhere. Yeah. Don't try and catch a dragon in a net. Spear of Heliod. It's an anthem, and I can destroy a creature that dealt damage to me this turn for three mana. Skull Clamp? Yeah, I mean, Steph might die. Cut it. What if? Cut it. I equip it to Daughter of Autumn. Cut it. Redirect all the damage turn, just let her go to the graveyard, draw my two cards, and then reanimate her with my Shepherd of Amaria or whatever it's called. Overall, that would cost you six mana. I am sure that there are better ways in green to draw more cards for six mana. Yeah. Cut it. It's a good card. And it's hard to say that about a skull clamp. It's hard to say cut it to a skull clamp. Oketra's Monument. Ooh, yeah, white creatures cost me one less to cast. And whenever I cast a creature spell, even a green one, my one green one, create a 1-1 white warrior creature token with Vidge. Ooh. It's got Vidge. Neat. Magebane armor. Yeah. So equip creature gets plus two, plus four, and loses flying. So maybe don't equip your angel. Because the armor's so heavy. Yeah, it's so heavy, but it's so armor. That's some hero quest shit. You ever play hero quest? Ah, I know what hero quest is, but no. It's like a sweet Dungeons and Dragons kind of light board game. And when you wore the really heavy armor, instead of rolling two dice to move, you would roll one. Wow. Yeah, because the armor was so slow, so big it would hold it slowly down. Well, that was from a core set, right? So they were like really hitting up the fantasy tropes real hard. Anyways, it does more stuff. Prevent all non-combat damage that would be dealt to the equipped creature. I could probably cut it because I want my guys to survive combat damage, not non-combat damage. Like, who cares? Well, I don't know if I'm if you're getting earthquaked, that wouldn't hurt. I suppose, but if I was getting earthquaked, I could just like redirect damage anyways or make my guys indestructible. Why do I got to spend three on the equipment and then two more? Yeah, cut it. Dark still played. This one is probably good. Three to cast, two to equip. It's indestructible and equipped creature is indestructible. Dope. I probably like it more than Cathar's shield. And? A quarter shield? Yeah, they're both there. <laughs> Shit. Zero drops again just so we can start ripping through our deck if we like... I don't know, maybe we have them on the same turn. Like, whatever, with a SRAM. Anyways, they cost zero. They both equip for free, for three, and they both give plus zero, plus three, and vigilance. So they're making better blockers. Okay. Or they just make Daughter of Autumn, like, be able to take all the dicks. Gross. Gross. It's probably where Autumn came from. It's from Mother of Autumn taking all the D. <laughs> we should just move on to Mana Rocks. There's a Commander Sphere, a Mind Stone, a Celestia Locket, a Celestia Signet, and a Sol Ring. You coming around on the lockets yet? Nope, they still suck. I think they're good. I think they're not. They draw two. Don't care. 
Do you know what it's like to see two cards in one turn? Of course you don't. You play red. Of course I do. And that costs costs seven. Not on the same turn, no. And you're going to you're gonna get like, okay, you cast that on turn two or three. You're going to make probably five or six mana from it. So you're going to go mana positive twice, and then you're going to spend four. So really you're only down two to draw two. Well, you're spending, it's just, it's you're just, spending four and it. It's average at best. At best, it's average. It's good once you only have to, like, once you're mana positive two or three. If you're mana positive four, because it's like turn 14, and it might be with this deck. If you're mana positive 10 with that card, then you pay four to draw two. That's really good. Yeah. In this deck, it's good. In this deck, it's fine. Okay, I got there. It's got medium. there. It's medium. Are there any lands you want to talk about real quick? I've got an Ganju Castle that prevents two damage to a legendary creature. Could be... Daughter of Autumn, or like an angel. Dig it. I've got a Core Haven that prevents all combat damage that would be dealt to an attacking creature. So it just saves my guy. Dealt by a target attacking creature. Oh, so I could block and then it just doesn't matter. It's like a shitty, uh, actually, is it a better Is it a better Maze of Ith or a shittier Maze of Ith? Read the next card. Maze of Ith. There it is. And um, I like I don't know, is it better? Core Haven costs mana to do when it doesn't untap the creatures, so they both have their upsides. Yeah, Maze of Ith is there again just to keep me alive. I've got a Mistvale Plains to put an equipment or enchantment back on the bottom of my library to tutor for it again. Neat. Yeah. I've got a um, Seraph Sanctuary. Whenever an angel enters the battlefield, I gain a life. <laughs> it's terrible. It's in a two-color deck, and I'm running like seven or eight angels. <laughs> I don't know. It's it's like incremental value. It's, it's just a tiny little bit of value there. It's fine. That's the deck. Yeah, we actually flew through that, didn't that's, we? That's the whole deck. Yeah. Well, I mean, all of the cards do the same thing. Yeah. Really? <laughs> yeah. That's indestructible. That blocks all the things. That's make, that makes my guys bigger. Yeah. And Here we are. somehow, like all of those big swing and dink angels, none of them have dinks. They're all girls. Two point seven converted mana cost. There's lots of ones too. I suppose there's lots of spells. Strengths and weaknesses, because I'm telling you, there's some there's some strength and weaknesses. Correct. Strength and weakness? Jank. Jank true CCO form. Yeah, nobody's gonna see you sit down with this and go, oh man, I gotta I gotta get this fucking guy. Nobody's gonna say <laughs> Hold that. Hold on, let me switch decks. Yeah, no, yeah. To Unless this, it's like too- to this crumpled up McDonald's bag and like <laughs> yeah. these empty sleeves and like let me go get my shoe from upstairs. Yeah, exactly. Um, the, try and beat this deck. My shoes, the commander, these empty sleeves will be the deck, and the crumpled McDonald's bag will be the land. Just hang on. <laughs> yeah. It's pillow forty, so it's not breaking any land speed records, and for that reason, like what makes decks threatening is early threats or being able to win the game before other people can say no or set up or do their thing, right? Right. This deck isn't going to do that. No. So that's kind of a strength in that people will not F with you. We always say it, when you're first, you're last. There's but if you're last, like that doesn't mean you're last because the guy in first is last. Well, here's a, I'm going to counter that because there is a point. There <laughs> is a point, <laughs> a point where, where you're, you're so doing last. so bad that it's just like, okay, I need to draw a card. And I have to hit somebody. You're not doing shit, and you just get hit. Yeah, that is a thing. But I won't get hit with this deck. And you got to remember, I have a lot of ways to block. I've got a lot of flying angels. Like worst, worst case scenario, I don't get anything. But like worst case scenario, somebody drops a wrath of god on you and then beats you to death. That's the worst case scenario. Yeah, but how are they? I welcome a wrath of god. I got recursion, and I'd want to take the deck to the late game anyways, right? 
Like I, I don't know. I I don't know, man. I don't think I don't think it gets you there. I think it's a cool deck. I think I dig it. But I think that the I'm just gonna go right into the weakness. Sure. This is a rickety old rocking chair of a deck where it takes one big like fat guy sitting on it, breaks the whole thing, and you ain't coming back. Yeah, but just to stay with the rickety old rocking chair th- analogy, that rickety old rocking chair is as old as Mother of Autumn, and it's still around, dude. <laughs> it was built with like true craftsmanship. <laughs> when they used to make glue out of horses and like hardwood, none of that IKEA crap. I guess you maybe you could put it back together after it broke. Try again. Yeah, that's where lots of that furniture is still around. Yeah, get some construction okay. adhesive and a nail gun. You're good. <laughs> You're good. Okay. But the first combo deck to come up against this one is gonna. Oh yeah, just you roll you. Wrecked. And I mean, you know what? I think uh, going back to our our pet decks episode a couple weeks ago, you just got to sit down and, and talk, right? Like if you're gonna play with the CCO dude bros, it's like, okay, <laughs> are we playing good decks or are we playing like jank decks? Or- you can only play decks that win with creatures. Nothing that hits me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's what this deck is equipped to deal with. The deck is good and it's probably fun. That's the going back to the strength. It's good. It's it's fun. Yeah. It's janky as hell. There's old cards in it. There's cards that like people actually have to read. Like, yeah. When when you sit down and play a CEDH deck, how many cards do you actually have to read? Like two. Right. Like ever. Yeah. Because there's so much of it's the same. There'd be this. This deck could be a lot of laughs. I also like it a lot that uh, daughter is spelled wrong. <laughs> I actually just spelled in, it wrong by accident. <laughs> in the because there's no M in it and. The T and the H are flipped around. There's a G. Oh, you double trolled me. <laughs> you double trolled me because I did actually spell it wrong. And oh my God. Oh shit. Got him. Last strength. It's budget AF. Yes. I mean, a lot of people listening, you probably don't have all these cards kicking around because some of them are pretty old. Some of them are from weird sets and things that nobody spent any money on, like that damn board game. Guess who's got all these cards? You. Me. <laughs> But you could probably go out and get most of the stuff that you're missing for very little because people are just going to, you just have to deal with the ridicule of the store owner laughing at you. Dude, no. Hey, get this. What's my favorite thing and my least favorite thing about magic? Uh, Buying $150 collections is one of your favorite things. Yes. But you know what's so terrible about buying collections for just $150 and that's it? Because they're terrible? There's shit like Daughter of Autumn from Homelands in it. (laughs) (laughs) Is that where you got it? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> okay. Weakness or strength? Uh, Commander super underwhelming. We kind of covered it. That was my last note on that. And uh, that in this case, I think it's a weakness. Because yeah, it's unassuming. It's not going to draw a lot of hate. But I I think that you're overestimating the amount of damage you're going to be able to suck off of your creatures. Yeah. And put on to. Yeah. The first time that you earthquake for ten, and I'm like, oh, I guess I'll just redirect everything, and all my stuff lives. Uh. Nope, think again. I don't have like 80 mana sitting around. <laughs> I guess I'll just take 10 and I guess all my guys will just die. Uh, yep. Yeah, that's the, it's the thing. You're playing a sort of aggro deck and some of your stuff does cost seven and some turns you're not going to have 18 mana to save your creatures from my attackers. You're just not. I said it once and I'll say it again. Shut up. <laughs> Budget. I mentioned that it was cheap. And this isn't even as cheap as it used to be because I put some cards in that like didn't actually suck. 152 bucks. Nice. Yes. And that is playing like some of those angels are expensive and um, smothering tithes is like lots. There's a shock land. The Gijo castle isn't inexpensive. Maze of Ith is a few bucks. That grasp of fate is $15 and I could just play O-Ring. 
Jesus. Actually, isn't there another card that does what Grasp of Fate does? O-ring. Stasis Field or something? Like, for all of your opponents. I thought there was another O-Ring that was all your opponents. Probably. There might be. Whatever. It's Yeah, you could cut it. But you know what I would do instead of cutting things that are expensive? I would add things that are more expensive, like Stoneforge Mystic. To find me better equipment than a quarter shield. I would find the swords to give me protection from stuff. So not only can I block lots, I have protection from stuff. Mm-hmm. Playing mono red, search for sort of fire and ice. Just block all your stuff all day. Mm-hmm. That's not terrible. Baneslayer Angel. I know it's not super expensive, but there's a lot of demons. Like look at the game we played last night with Jesse and Geoff playing um, Phoenix or whatever and Yannette Crypt. Cryptic Sovereign. There was like that demon that was exiling all your shit. Oh, that was terrible. That would have been awesome if I had a Bane Slayer in that game because you know whose shit's not getting exiled? Mine. Mm. Knight of the Reliquary. I'm already playing Core Haven. I'm already playing Maze of Ith. I could, I could add in like the Horizon Canopy, the land that lets you draw a card. Just find it with Knight of the Reliquary. Then find my Mistvale Plains and put my Horizon Canopy back on the bottom to find it again so I could draw two cards every turn. It's pretty good. It's, just, it's kind of like Legacy Maverick. Yeah. It doesn't sound terrible. Not the worst. Of course, now we're jacking the budget up. We're playing a different deck, but... Say la vie. No, no, no. We're still playing Daughter of Autumn. What did I say? Doug Tur of Autumn? <laughs> 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 Whoops. Enough about the deck. Let's talk about the individual card. Or as you say... Card, card of the, of the week. 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 He had to brace himself. You should have seen it. After conversing with Ryan, because it's his deck technically, we have picked Shielded by Faith. Yeah, this was actually a Commander 2015 special, I, and it's only in that. It's only in that. It's $2.30 American, twenty six fifty Canadian, or if you want the foil one, tough shit because there isn't one because it's only in Commander 2015. Yeah, so it's three mana. Enchant creature is indestructible, and whenever a creature enters a battlefield, that's any creature. You may move shielded by faith to that creature. You could use it as a political thing. You wanted to give it to your opponents that their dude doesn't die. You could move it to Jesse's Academy Rector, <laughs> which I would put in my list when I upgrade it to find Shielded by Faith. And then you'd probably cut Mother of Autumn and play Karametra instead, and it would turn into this whole big different deck. Oh, yeah. yeah. Nope, not doing it. <laughs> Anyways, this is good on three. Like, you could cast it on your two-drop if you didn't have a three-drop creature. Then you could move it to your four-drop, then your five-drop, then your six-drop creature. Like, you just chain it up the chain. It always has somewhere to go as long as you're playing better stuff. Yeah, that's what's cool about cards like this is you're never wasting them or they're dead in your hand while you're waiting for the opportunity to play it. You always you can just run it out whenever and hope nobody destroys it, but probably people won't. Well, and I mean, are they going to destroy this or are they going to destroy the doubling season or the Mirari's wake or the whatever right are they going to counter this like they have to instant speed respond to this enchanting my dude if they want to kill my dude so it kind of it's kind of good speaking of people uh using removal on the right thing i played a whole game last night a long ass motherfucking game and the reason the game went sort of so long as it did is because jesse had a mana reflection for the whole game and alex didn't destroy it Dang. I don't Alex. even remember what he got instead. What he just didn't get. Jesse had so much mana, he was actually tapping the two so I couldn't get a treasure token with Smothering Tithe. <laughs> it's a terrible card. There's my confirmation. <laughs> he was still the first guy to die, though. Good. Let's be, let's be. F let's be you, real. Jesse. There we go. Your day cometh in <laughs> MF in Calgary. 
when all of CCO Nation kill you first. And he's going to have the worst week. <laughs> he's going to have a bad time. <laughs> milk list? Let's do the milk list. Okay. The milk list, as per EDHREC.com, is the most popular cards at every converted mana cost slot in the color combination. From 0 to today, 15 in Selesnia, or as the kids say, she's so freaking old. At the zero drop slot, listen to this. Listen to this try hard list of cards. Okay. At the zero drop slot, Mana Crypt. Get wrecked. Chrome Mox. Come on. Mox Amber. Those are the zero drops. What the hell? Where's the quarter shields? In this list. Where's the spider silk nets, EDH wreck? <laughs> okay, let maybe maybe the one drop section gets better. Maybe. Probably not though. Sol Ring. Of course. Of course, yeah. Swords to plowshares. Yep. Path to exile. Yep. Damn it. Okay. Maybe there's some creativity in the two drop slot. Sure. Selesnia signet. Yep. Swiftfoot boots. Yeah. God Jesus. <laughs> I'm counting only two Melkless matches. <laughs> I don't know. Last time I did this, you counted them all except for Sol Ring. Three drop slot. Cultivate. No. Yes. Harmonize at four. Nope. That could maybe be what Skull Clamp turns into. Be pretty good. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Mirari's Wake at five. Nope. That'd be a good one because then I could double the amount of damage I'm redirecting. Yeah. It, it increases your efficiency of Mother of Autumn and it makes your guys bigger. You both are those are what I want to be doing. Yeah, they're both things that the deck wants to do. Six drop slots. Sun Titan. Nope. Zendikar Resurgent at seven. Nope. Sandworm Convergence at eight. Nope. Iona Shield of Mary at nine. Nope. Desolation Twin at ten. Nope. <laughs> World Spine Worm at eleven. Nope. That only costs eleven. Galta Primal Hunger at two. Twelve. <laughs> Nicely said. At 12. <laughs> but no. Emrakul, the promised end at 13. Nah. I don't know why I have two 15s on here, but I will read the first one that came up and not the other one. A Talkthon Worm. Who is playing that? This is Celestia. This is tokens. This is where you play it for free. Don't even play it if it's free. Don't tap 15 creatures to play this shitty card for free. Don't even do it. Tap <laughs> 15 creatures to win the game. <laughs> don't play a shitty creature. I... Just don't. Oh, man. Play Terror on it. So excellent. Who plays Terror in EDH? I'll use, I'll use Vendetta on it. I'll take 11 just so you look like a chump. <laughs> oh, I hate that card. <laughs> I can just laugh. That's all I can do. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Final section of the day. Sure. Then I'm running two tutors, right? Maybe I just cut one of my tutors and put it on Harmonize. Yeah. We could do that, too. Okay. Peep this. Popularity on EDHREC.com. Eight builds. <laughs> Ooh. Surprisingly not the least popular Celestia commander. There are two under her. There was Lord Magus and who's this other guy? Kai Takahashi. Both are terrible. Yeah. And then Daughter of Autumn. She's the third worst. Uh, officially, she is in 30th place. Average converted mana cost, like I said, 2.77. Very good. That's good. Critical turn. Uh, like 11. Uh, four, the turn you don't land Daughter of Autumn. Uh. No. <laughs> okay, fine. The turn you land Smothering Tithe. I don't know. No, okay, whatever. No. Yeah. Optimal game size. Do you want to play this in those big five-player, six-player games? No. I think you do. No. You want lots of Wraths. No, you don't. You want lots of opponents that could take damage instead of you. Nah. No, you want to you wanna 
medium number of opponents to take damage instead of you because you still have to come in and try to clean up the scraps. No, everybody else can do that. I'll just kill your stuff or redirect it because I can block good. Because if there's six players in the game, what they're probably going to do is just hit you so that they can draw cards. How do they draw cards from hitting me? I'm sure they'll figure out a way. I'm going to play this in those big six-player games. <laughs> and I'm just going to drink beer because I'm going to say, don't attack me, I'll block it or kill it. Or both. <laughs> <laughs> and then everybody will be like, okay, tutors. Two. Dubs. Uniqueness rating on edhrec.com. Does the spice formula break down when there's only eight lists? Because like there's like there's a certain number of cards that have to go in this deck. Shit that makes your commandy indestructible. Hey man, with Grimlock we did dinosaur tribal instead of like an actual thing. So let's do this. All right, let's do it. Cards different than the stock list on edhrec.com. Thirty-five. That's really good. It sounds like a. It sounds like it's good. It's I fine. made I made some concessions to not match it because of course Murari's Wake is in there right and I was like oh, I'm not playing that whatever it's probably got all of the good Celestia stuff all of the indestructible on your creature stuff all the big mana stuff all the tutors for equipment 100% it does and I'm only playing two of those tutors punch it all into the spice calculator spice rating of 42 ooh yeah now if that, that tutor is killing you you cut it down to one tutor 53 there you go. There we go. There it is. You passed the fifty test. So there we so, go. It's, it's fully. It's fully legit now. Yeah. Maybe if I maybe if I cut both the tutors, and then because you get one for free, I'll add back in a Stoneforge Mystic. It's clearly better, and it can block, and I can get it back to tutor again with it if I recur it somehow. Then you can build some recursion in there, and then you can cut Mother of Autumn, and you can bring. <laughs> no, 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 no way. That's the list. Fifty. I'm I'm sticking with fifty-two. I think fifty-two is fair. That was the the tutor that you're cutting for it is bad. So we we'll, we won't count it. Sure. I'll give you that one. It's not a very good tutor. So get, get, okay, get this. And we we did the list. You're ragging on me the whole show about the list. <laughs> um, you actually run our next week's lovable loser. Oh, I sure do. And I was inspired to build a new deck by the following week's lovable loser. Wow! Yeah, these these cards are truly lovable. They are. They they're fun. As much as I did kind of rag on, I was ragging more on Ryan and how he starts with these really cool like funsies ideas. This deck is lots of fun. I would love to play Magic against this deck. I have decks that are junky enough where you can sit down with this. It would be competitive. It would be fun. I'd really enjoy it. You got to play the shit out of it when you're playing somebody else's, like Lord Magus versus Daughter of Autumn. I'd do it. I would do it. I I'd would do it. it like I would do an all-nighter, like 200-card EDH Daughter of Autumn versus Lord Magus, 400-life, six-player game, like 12 hours of magic at House CCO. Yeah, I would I would play that. Dude, I really would. that would be so epic. But the reason that I rag on Ryan is he would inevitably turn this deck into a ridiculous combo list eventually. Yeah, or it would I, just be like... Like on the show, you could feel him doing it. It's like, oh, I'll just cut all of those shields and put in swords, and you can see him like, rubbing his tooth <laughs> yeah. like a meth addict. And he's be like, like oh. yeah, just Gaddock Teague. Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And all of a sudden, it's a Gaddock Teague stacks combo. And I was like, what the hell happened here, Ryan? I like, no, I swear to God, this is Mother of Autumn. It's yeah, the same no, deck. she's good. She's good, I swear. <laughs> How many tutors you run now? Fifteen. <laughs> How many are named Survival of the Fittest? Two. I got a regular one and a gold-bordered one. <laughs> and I'm playing a Fauna Shaman. Yes, yeah, Fauna sure. Shaman County. <laughs> yeah. 
Excellent. Yeah, so that's Daughter of Autumn. Final thoughts of the day and new deck giveaway rundown. One more time. Okay, we are teaming up, CCOCOing with Commander's Brew Podcast. They're our friends from out east, buddies from Attractable. They're good guys. Check them out. A like, a follow, a share over there. Tell them F you from your boys at CCO Nation and uh, get entered to win that. Or, as per usual, you can follow us, share us, review us on any of our social media platforms. Help us grow the show. We'll enter you to win that really cool deck. You can check out Commander's Brew episode 162 for a rundown of the deck. It should be pretty cool. It's uh, Alesha that smiles at deck at death at dicks. Alesha <laughs> that smiles at dicks. Do Artifact recursion list. All of that was terrible, but you know what kind of deck it is. You know what this was. You know where you are. You've made it this far into the show. As for this list, like I said, I think it would be really cool to sit down real casual, just play a few games of old school Commander with it. It's lots of fun. It's a really cool idea. It doesn't rely on crazy interactions or douchebag combos or anything like that to win. It's just good old fashioned magic from the dark. And who doesn't love that? It's Homelands. It's just about as bad. Oh, it's worse. (laughs) So that's it. That's the show. That's the first episode on the arc of the lovable losers. And we'll be back with yet another one on the next episode of Commander Cookout Podcast. Hit our theme song. Boom.